produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're... Time. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am crew. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another episode of another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> All pre-show, talking nothing but Mighty Marvel Geeks. Go to start us off as if it was... Yeah. You meant to do that. And Eric's not on to, to hear the mistake, either. He stepped away no. from the moment. <laughs> so. Oh, Eric. Just missed it. Come right out uh, of the intro. And welcome to another episode of BB Geeks. No. Kylan? That's what he <laughs> said. He does know what yeah. show he's doing, yeah. right? Cer- considering how we've been chatting all pre-show about this and that. Yeah. One would think, but you know. See, this is what I always wondered if Frank Oz suffered from when he was doing The Empire Strikes Back. When he was doing the puppeteering for Yoda and would just kind of like forget that he wasn't on Sesame Street. <laughs> so you'd have Yoda bouncing through the swamp going near, far, near, far. Yeah. Trust so, me, the longer you think about this, the funnier it gets. Or all of a sudden he goes nuts for cookies. Now that is a mental image I'm going to cherish for the rest of my days. And you're welcome. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> we're all getting cabin fever. A little punch drunk, thanks to Corona Palooza. There you go. Yeah. It's a thing. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah, check out the homepage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Right-hand sides are affiliates and our partners like Heroes and Villains. Check them out. Support them. Supports us. Use the code BUILDAGENTS for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, link is coming up soon, but I'll give it to you anyway. BiddyBoomers.com. Yes, I did not stutter. BiddyBoomers.com. Go there for 15% off your purchase with the code BBGeeks. 
and that gets you um, all types of goodies. Uh, and that's not just first purchase. That's any purchase. Your own Bluetooth Bitty Boomer speaker. Can't go wrong. And you should tell us. You should tell us when you get it and let us know what you think about it. Yep. And hey, there you go. We're you have until the fourteenth to let us know on online what is your favorite Marvel character. Do that, and you have a chance to win your own bitty boom. Actually, win you it two bitty boom. Oh, two. You get a chance to win Iron Man and Spider. How about? That? that uh, you all go. you gotta do is let us know what your favorite characters are what's your favorite character marvel character marvel character what is your favorite, favorite marvel, character. marvel yes point blank <laughs> so um well does amalgam characters count because if somebody comes up and they say you know uh what's what was one of amalgams my favorite was lobo the duck yeah so if they say lobo the Okay, <laughs> that works. Or Super Soldier. There you go. Hey, I've already I said own potential bonus points if you say Howard the Duck. I didn't say Howard the Duck. I said Lobo I the know. Duck. I s- Lobo the Duck is way cooler than Howard. But no, if you said Howard the Duck, you went Lobo the Duck. You went Deadpool the Duck. I may give you a bonus vote, a bonus entry for that. <laughs> I'm not saying. But he's saying. But he's I'm not saying. saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. It was aliens. So, um, but that link, and it's coming up shortly. I can get that all together. Um, and then uh, check out the web store where you get some fine Mighty Marvel Geeks merch that you can wear at home. If you're like our household where it stays cold at night, get yourself a nice hoodie to wear while lounging mm-hmm. around the house. There you get go. yourself a nice T-shirt to wear. While working from home. <laughs> so. Just remember, folks, there is no dress code for telecommuting or telecommuting. That's what it's called. You could, you could wear, you know, you could, it could be sweats on the bottom and business casual on top. And then once that video conference is over, boom. Yeah, well. Hey, you know? Could be in your underwear. It could be. You all know, they see, I'm just all they see is from uh, top up. That one, I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> Hey, Namor, you know, he, he's walking around Speedos in no shirt, but... Yeah, pretty much. Ben Grimm. So is Impossible ben. Man. Huh? So is Impy. Impossible Man. That's true. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to... Oh, son of Steve went shirtless, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to I start off with this one first. The New Mutants' latest delay may be actually good news. You're like... How so? Exactly. Um, despite all the... An all-star cast... Trait in the phenomenal trailer. This is a stretch. This is coming from common. Uh, the New Mutants has long seemed like a doomed effort for a now dead X Men franchise. Release date for the final film in the old Fox series has been delayed on numerous occasions uh, for all sorts of reasons, from rumored reshoots to the purchase to just recently when it was taken off the schedule altogether because of the virus that shall remain nameless. We ain't saying it's, well, we ain't saying it. No. Put the virus in your corona. Shake it all up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, since this virus with a C um, has shut down theater, 
which may be spelling the doom of AMC, but hey, that's a whole other story for another day. Uh, this, for real. With this last delay, um, and it's a to-be-determined release date, um, it seems that not all is lost. It may seem like all is lost for mutants, but is it really? Delays are a good thing, especially when the film has been pushed back as many times as the New Mutants has. At least the film is done, unlike Avatar 2, <clears throat> which has been pushed yeah. back how many times? And they hadn't started filming yet until just recently. Um, so at the moment, again, this is from comicbook.com. This last delay may be good news. Uh, as far as we know, the New Mutants has no connection to the MCU and it's part of a franchise that has already stopped existing. So, who wants to tackle that phrase? Not so fast, my friend. Yeah. Kylan, why don't you explain why? Do you thought? Well, because, well, because there's rumors that, well, let's call it unconfirmed, but we're pretty sure rumors that there have been additions to the movie that will directly connect certain characters to the MCU. Technically, long story short, since we now know that mutants are a part of the MCU, this movie was going to be the bridge to bring the two together. Well, didn't D23 have a newsletter that went out that said, hey, New Mutants is part of the MCU? And it, it was did. quickly retracted. It did. It, exactly. It did. It didn't, totally did. Didn't we speculate hard about that? Because hey, they said, uh, actually, the story was that these that the, the, that the, the setting of the movie is in um, uh, a base uh that wherever it's a it's a it's like an asylum it's like it's an asylum but it's connected to what or striker where striker yeah where he operated out of and so it's from where one of the organizations that striker works for so this movie that so this was an article like you said it popped up and as soon as we saw it we blinked and it was gone but it said that it was going to bring the X universe officially into the MCU. Yeah. That's what it said. Now, like, you know, the thing is, like, as soon as that, as soon as that popped up, it disappeared just as quickly. And I don't know if it's possible for anybody to find any find hide nor hair of this article. I remember seeing it and reading it, and we discussed it on here. Um, I'm going with considering how heavily Marvel uh, Marvel is now promoting certain mutant characters, and we're now well. Once things get up and running again, there is a major uh, comic event. That centers around the X Men, or mutants, or mutant kind in general. Okay, I'm thinking that 
and this is the reason why I'm surprised that I, I would be surprised if New Mutants is is released on something like Hulu. And this is because if the intent is to have this movie bring, be the bridge between the X universe or to create a new X universe within the MCU, and this is the vehicle to do it, why would you do it on a smaller venue like well, Hulu and now on a big screen? If they've done reshoots, yes, and they did reshoots shortly after it was pretty much confirmed, Disney had bought Fox. Mm-hmm. Was to say they didn't do reshoots under the direction of Feige to incorporate some tie. To the- it's possible because Stryker is supposed to appear in what um, what series? Falcon Winter Soldier, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's the thing. If you have Stryker, if you have Stryker and Falcon and Winter Soldier, and Stryker is a major character in the in the in the mutant world or X universe, wherever you right. want to call it. And this guy, if this guy is showing up in in Falcon and Winter Soldier, he's not showing up just. Or whatever, right. they're not gonna not for a major character like that, right? So, yeah, I you know I you know I do. I think that with all the reshoots that were done, and with all the investment that has been put into promoting the new X titles and a an a new expansion expansion of the X universe. I I think that we're going to I think that any delay a delay regarding um the regarding new mutants, the new mutants movie is because Disney is wanting to make sure that this movie is going to do what I guess how can I put it for a movie that has been like wrought with struggles right like you know they weren't sure what they were wanting to do with this movie and it looked like it was just going to be a mutant horror movie but then all of a sudden Disney is like oh no 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 that's not it at all we have all these plans oh we're going to reshoot and and they had how many opportunities to either kill the thing or to, I don't know, release it somewhere and just be done with it. But no, you pour more money into it. Why? You have plans. You have plans for it. So. Right. I mean, if it was going to die, it, was gonna, it would have been dead already. Exactly. Right. But Disney is keeping they it just around. They put it out of the misery. And it doesn't. I mean, why would Disney keep it around? If it wasn't going to get tied into the MCU, just because exactly. the film was made, that, <laughs> I was mean, he, how many times have you seen movies that were made and finished and just never sent out? Mm-hmm. I mean, we could think of a rather fantastic movie, quote unquote, that suffered that fate. Right. Exactly. Now, I my, mean, one that was never intended to be shown. It, it wasn't, and it was 
you know, it was shot, it was filmed, it was ready to go, and then, yeah. Oops, like, oops, like. I my I just wonder though. Here's something else, and I might be off on this. Is it possible that Feige was the cheerleader for this movie? Quite you know, it was, possible. It was, Again, you know, I think he wants to potentially turn this into that uh, the word you've been using that bridge to uh, mutants to the MCU. Yeah. Well, I mean, seriously, this has been said just in not these words. There's no other reason to keep this project around except to use it as a bridge. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's like you said, the the Fox X-Men franchise is dead. You know, nail up the coffin, get the ground turned dead. And there is no reason to keep a movie around that was part of that. Unless it's Deadpool, then you keep Deadpool. Mm-hmm. And technically, I don't know that really – that even counts because, I mean, Deadpool was pretty much almost a franchise unto himself. It was. And, I mean, the, the Deadpool, I think they were surprised. They were they were surprised at how well Deadpool did because I'm pretty sure the first Deadpool movie, they figured, they, they figured it was going to have the same level, if not lower level of success of the Majority of X movies that come out, um, but you know the thing was the very fact that there was a earlier model of a helicarrier in that movie right. spoke volumes. I mean, because Marvel didn't have to say yet. It didn't matter that it didn't to me the just the very fact that it was a helicarrier alone. You know, that that screamed volumes. And I think that it was almost like it was almost like the writing was on the wall there. It really was. It really was. But, you know, and Marvel pretty much low key rubber stamped that movie. They didn't do they hadn't done that with any of the other movies. I think the closest movie that they that they had come to low key rubber stamping. Maybe sort of possibly was the first X Men movie. Otherwise, the rest of the X movies, given their various various varying levels of success, it was sort of like okay, you guys kind of go, you're you're on your own with this. Oh, by the way, we're not going to really do any comics. We're not going to promote anything. You guys do that all on your own. So. When when the I because I so when they announced the the new mutants movie, I I was kind of like oh, oh okay whatever I expected it um, I after the the disappointment of Days of Future Past and <laughs> well oh, it gets even more? better the one after that Pocaflop yeah, yeah. Oh my! You know what? I I don't remember anything of that movie. The only the only thing I remember is how ridiculous Apocalypse looked. Anyway, the thing so, I remember is how there was another guy who who was up for the opportunity to do the Apocalypse makeup, and he showed it off, and it looked so much better. We show did did we see that on uh on, in one of our shows, or yeah. wasn't it on somewhere? And yeah, so my I don't know. My my thing is before 
the merger, pre-merger, I wasn't interested in the New Beans movie. I wasn't. It looked like, and the fact that it was going to be horror didn't really sit well with me, you know? And so I was like, okay, whatever. But then when I heard or when we saw this, the, the, the one story that this was going to be, you know, it, it, it was going to be the bridge to bring mutants into the MCU. Yes, it's going to be an MCU movie. All of a sudden, I'm like, okay. And I was interested, you know. Yeah. And things all of a sudden got moving forward, even though that story popped up and disappeared. Things were moving forward very well for that movie. And mm-hmm. then this happens. Yeah. But I still think I still think if there is they're still talking about releasing this movie, if they're still talking about releasing this, it's gonna be an MCU movie. Cause why is Marvel gonna release a movie and it, it not be MCU? Why are you gonna bother having a separate X universe? Why are you gonna continue what Fox did that was no not a very successful venture. Well, oh. one one that was being highly criticized before filming even started. Of why are we making it a horror film? I, I didn't understand that. Like that, it just really bothered me. Now, okay, so there are certain stories that you could tell that would. Uh, I get it. It could, it could be it could be really dark. Like you know anything that involved magic. Yeah. It could be dark. Really, the truth is, if you did it right, the Dark Phoenix saga is not a superhero story. It's no, really it's not. Dark. It is really a horror story. It really is. You know, and as as over that story as I am, if somebody was willing to, I don't know, take it there, and I'm not even a horror person, I would be willing to watch that story. You know, but they don't really do that because I mean, I mean, really, if you think about it, the Dark Phoenix saga, is Carrie on steroids. If you think yeah, about, it. yeah, yeah, I, I can totally see that. And talking about a movie that I don't remember anything from mm-hmm. was that X Men Dark Phoenix. I didn't even see it. I, I was not uh, interested. I don't care. I was just like, no. This this was the quintessential nobody cares movie. It didn't. I mean, I, I hate to say it because anytime a Marvel movie comes out, I mean, it's not like you ever want a Marvel movie to flop. No. But it was it was one of those. Yes, I get that a lot of people worked hard on it. That does not alter the fact that nobody really wants to see it. Right. I mean, if they really wanted to do it right, it could. It, number one, it should be a trilogy. The first one would be where Jean goes off, you know, and then the second one would be bringing in Madeline Pryor. And then the last one would be the whole thing with Madeline and Jean. Inferno. Inferno. That would be it. You basically have Inferno. Yes, you would. And then, you know, but then at the end you have, you know, the, well, you, those of you who are familiar with the story, you'll know what that would, what that ending would be. Uh, but I, 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 before you before you even get there, you need to show that that 
that people would want to see that story. That story is a horror story. That that whole thing is like a psychological darkness that you know, and it's, it's maybe it's a, it's the sort of thing that some people really like about the X movie or about the X Men and that whole part of the Marvel universe, and that's great. Uh, but it, X the X uh, universe has the same problem that the Fantastic Four has. Uh, the thing is, the X the X universe is largely about a, a group of people who are disenfranchised, uh, who are hated for them being the way they are. Basically, oh gosh, was it the uh, the series that we that we got that was on um, Fox that was like the X gift. The way the way they approached it in the gifted is what they should have done in the movies. I, you know, because The Gifted turned out to be the X series that we all have been waiting forever for. Um, but we didn't get that. So I would say, much as the X movies don't really address the mutants in the way that they should have been addressed the way they were in The Gifted, is the same problem that with the Fantastic Four being science heroes who happen to have superpowers, but no, nobody up until now has treated them in that way, not counting not counting the Roger Corman movie because that's how Roger Corman treated them. Right. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this movie. I, I there's some people who are speculating that we're going to see it on Hulu. I don't believe it. I, I, I still believe it's going to be in the theater sometime. Uh, I would say at this point in time, as much as I want to see it in the theater, it just needs to. This one, they need to just go ahead and wrap it. And put it, just release it as is. And if it, and if it I, goes straight to Hulu, go straight to Hulu with it. I'm fine with that. I, you know what? The, my, I say the glimmer of hope is that we're still going to see it in the theater. The Eternals. And here's my here's my reasoning. Okay, the non comic reading public is not familiar with the Eternals. Right, right. The, the Eternals, at least to this point, have not shown up anywhere. Like as far as I know, I don't think there's a an Eternals animated series anywhere. I don't know if they're showing up in any animated Marvel series yet. Heck, none of the Eternals have shown up in any of the games yet. Okay, so that has not happened, but yet they are getting a major Marvel movie. That being said, the New Mutants, even though I'll say the non generally the non comic reading public, they they haven't heard of the New Mutants themselves, but they've heard of the X Men. Right. Is there there's a little bit, like maybe fifteen, twenty percent of brand recognition there. Maybe. And that may be just enough to get your foot in the door to say, hey, this is a new story. So if Marvel is putting big money on the Eternals, 
I think that, that that's a fairly safe bet, and I could be wrong. I think that's a fairly safe bet that we're still going to see the new mutants in a feature film. Yeah. Quite possible. Yeah. Uh, but I I wish... Th- I, I, I don't... I would love to know why was that article pulled so quickly. I would love to see why the article was pulled so quickly because it was up and it was gone and that was it. Like it was up for like maybe two or three hours, if that. And we were, I think we were going. It was like a Thursday or something. We were going to talk about it on the show, and I thought maybe it's sitting. Well, we did. Guys. We did talk about it on the show, and that came out on Saturday, right? And it's like, oh. Here we go. Show topic to go. Hey, we're right. And well, no, we may have been. Yeah. We may have been, but I don't. I don't foresee it. You know. Hmm. I I want to see it. I hope to see it. Just have to wait and see. But to continue on, um, Black Widow has a new release date for 2020. And since she was supposed to be the first film of Phase 4, Phase 4 at the moment is kicking off November 6th of this year, 2020. So because of that, the rest of the movies have been pushed back as well. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, in Black Widow, uh, we know she confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Um, so we're going to see that, uh, now November 6th. How do you guys feel about this? Well, you know what? That's right close to my birthday, so I'm good. It's, It's real close to Zoe's birthday. And you know what? That's going to be pretty major because I think that might be the weekend after Bond. Either the weekend after or the weekend before the next Bond movie because yeah. they move on to November too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they could wait much longer to release Black Widow. No. Uh, I mean, this is this is what a lot of fans have been waiting for since Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Since we first saw Natasha Romanoff. Right. Which was a great introduction. Yes, it was a, a fantastic introduction. But I I just I, I'm the the of the opinion that the longer Marvel takes to release it, mm-hmm. the more they're there. This is not the right way to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway because I can't think of a better way. Incur the wrath of the fan base. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I mean, I, I won't say the fan base has been especially patient waiting for this movie, but what little patience there is is going to wear thin really quick. Well, and you know, the thing is. And they may have just been going with the safe bet because I'm thinking the earliest, the earliest that we might see movie theaters opening back up again might be July, August, might be. 
All right, so well, let's put it this way: the earliest you're getting back to do anything at Marvel Island at Universal is June first. Right. All right, so that, that oh. announcement happened today as we're recording. It did. All right, so let's say okay, so let's say let's say the earliest movie theaters opened up. Let's just say for the sake of argument, June. Okay. So if our movies, uh, if movie theaters are back in June, uh, the thing is, people are I, people are either a gonna be skittish about going to the theater, or they're gonna want to be everywhere in the world because they've been cooped up for months. So either way, it's a lose lose situation for movie theaters. You want to give it, say, maybe two months before people start going back to movies. So that would take you from June to August. Um, at that point, schools may be starting up again. Uh, people are going to be doing all that stuff. So then let's move it to September. Um, but September is too adjacent to... October, Halloween, that sort of thing. So really, the earliest that they could do it and make sure that they got enough marketing out there and get people in this mindset and ready to go, the earliest they could do it, I think, would be November. That that and that that and that may be that and that's like just being super cautious about everything. Truth is, they could probably they could possibly thrown it into September. And people would flock to the theater anyway. But, you know, I think they're also thinking about wanting to make sure they're giving themselves ample time to get some new marketing out there as well. Right. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not a marketing genius or anything like that. I'm just in the above ground underwater sorbobolo volcano layer. You know. hey, we should be marketing geniuses. We should. <laughs> we 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 have a helicarrier and a helibus. So there you go. Well, a helibus and a helibago. Piece yeah. together for helicarrier. So there's that. All stationed here in the above ground underwater suborbital volcano layer. <laughs> You know how long it took me to say that? <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. And I, uh, it's coming up on five years since I've been on the show, which is weird. And I struggled for the longest time. I think I actually wrote it down so I could say it and actually have it roll off the tongue. So now, after five years, I can say it without, you know. Without stuttering, without the- yeah, it's got it's got a little rhythm to it now. Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> now, um, speaking of black, here are now um, the Walt Disney Company on April third. Report on this last because well, we had Casey Fitty Boomers on, which was a great time. So, as has been said, Black Widow's been moved. November 6th of 2020 with the Eternals landing February 2nd, 2021. And then there was a previously untitled Marvel Studios live action. Uh, of course, this is all coming from 
Capcom has been revealed to be the sequel to Captain Marvel. I think we kind of knew this. So, in 2020, Black Widow, November 6th, the only one coming out this year at the moment. For 2021, we got The Eternals coming February 12th. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings coming May 7th. And then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, November 5th. So, um, so Summer Rush, Shang-Chi's heading off to Summer Blockbusters. Uh, Doctor Strange coming in for a round. Now, probably have a good launch and then probably pick up again around Thanksgiving. Um, in 2022, we have Thor, Love and Thunder, coming February 18th. Black Panther 2, May 6th. Captain Marvel 2, July 8th. And an untar- untitled Marvel film, October 7th. The question is, could that be Guardians? Guardians 3? Poss- no, I don't know. I thought Guardians was listed as part of Phase 4. I don't know that we can really rely on that roadmap anymore. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Well, this is coming from from them, from Marvel themselves. Now, there's also an untitled Spider-Man sequel coming. Well. Hmm. So movie wise, and that was supposed to be July sixteenth, right, of next year. So right now, according to the easiest thing from Wikipedia, Phase Four is Black Widow, Eternals, Shang Chi, Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Love and Thunder. Um, we just found out Captain Marvel two. Um. And then television-wise, we got Falcon, Winter Soldier, WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, She-Hulk. All that's going to be a part of Phase 4 as well. I'm still wondering if New Mutants is going to make it into that untitled slot. I would hope so. I just, I don't see Guardians 3 because... Well, no, I, I see New Mutants coming sooner. Mm-hmm. Than 2020. Why at this point in time push it back? A film that's complete. I mean, that's it, that's a point. that's a point. Independent films, it's one thing because they're trying to find distribution and everything else. This film has distribution. It just doesn't have you know, a release date. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think I, I, the film go ahead. film shot. It's just getting it out. What if? Okay, so the that, movie that comes what, out. What if comes out? What if it comes out? What if it comes out in October this year? What oh, if they? You're not if, talking the show. What if you're talking? Yeah. Ah. But what if Marvel embraces the whole dark horror ish aspect of it? I mean, because I think it's like a PG thirteen movie, right? And they did release the runtime of the movie a few days ago. Uh, prior to us recording this, they, I think they released it and they said it's like an it's like an hour and thirty six minutes long. So it's not that long a movie. That being said, 
if they were to release this movie, they could do an aggressive campaign from June, June or July through to September, release it in October. At the same time, they just kind of pick up where they left off with uh, Black Widow and keep running with that one and still release Black Widow in November. I know it's weird that we we haven't seen Marvel release two movies back to back like that. Right. Well, why not? Well, here here's another thought. What if that on-release film in 2022, mm-hmm. I know there was no talk crossover at this point mm-hmm. or a team-up movie mm-hmm. but if they do put out New Mutant now and that's kind of woven in with everything else mm-hmm. and we are getting the multiverse and mutants are possibly coming in from the multiverse mm-hmm. House of M You don't think another Deadpool movie would be no, an option. For- no, I don't. I think that's going to be totally separate from a phase four that's timeline. Okay. But I'm thinking House of M because then you bring in Magneto and then you're, you're, you're then launching a whole, um, whatchamacallit franchise, the, the, the whole mutant. You're, you're then taking the tease of the mutant from New Mutants and bringing it full tilt and full launch. Right, you're, you're bringing, you're, you're ushering the mutants completely into the MCU at that point. Yeah. Well, okay, so then, see, because House of M is huge. So does House of M become the the overreaching arc? Because there were some story, it looked like there was a story I saw that they are, the, the hint is that whatever the overreaching arc is for this, uh, for this next phase would be introduced in um, the eternal. Now, mind you, we're, what we're talking speculation here, but, you know. Right. Okay, here's, here's another thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball. How long was it before uh, Marvel Studios could touch the Defenders again? Uh, okay, year. It was two years. It was. It was going to have to be. It has to be next year. Yeah, because Daredevil. Two years on Daredevil is. Yeah, but the sept- last last one to come out though, just you know, right. But it was twenty. It was twenty eighteen. It was twenty eighteen for Daredevil. Luke Cage and Iron Fist, 2019 for Jessica Jones and Punisher. Okay, um, so if we're talking two years, Daredevil, that's, Daredevil third season released October of mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, okay. June of night. Luke okay. Cage, June of Iron Fist, September of eight. Defenders was 17. August of seven, Punisher was. Okay, so night, you know, twenty nineteen was the last year for right. any of. The- so we could we could start getting Daredevil as of November of the year. 
Mm-hmm. Now, if you're Marvel and you can't publicly announce a one of the Netflix franchises coming to the big screen, mm-hmm. would it not make sense to just say, "Hey, we're we're going to hold a spot for something"? Yeah, yeah. There has been talk of Daredevil maybe getting its own movie. His own movie. I'm just I'm just saying if. If you were planning to do this, right, and you couldn't say anything publicly about it, right, if you frame that mystery spot within that conversation, it makes a lot of sense. Now, here, here's the question: Netflix had canceled the series, all the Marvel series, at the end of February of 2019, mm-hmm. even though Jessica Jones did. June. Right, right. Wouldn't February of 2019 mark that start of that two year non compete? Uh, I don't know. It depends on it depends on the language in that agreement. Because if that's the case, it's March of next year before we get anything. Because if, if not, the first characters we could start getting would be Luke Cage mm-hmm. in July. Right, he would become available. He would. I'm just, again, I'm just saying, and and I am not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying if you put, if you come up with that theory, Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Right. But we won't find out the truth or lie of that that theory until next year at the earliest. Right. Now, here's an interesting thing as well. After the shutdown of Marvel Television... ABC said it remained committed to featuring Marvel content. So in 2020 of this year, in January of 2020, 2020 this year, um, in January of this year, ABC Entertainment President Carrie Burke said that talks were beginning with Feige and Marvel Studios about what a Marvel Studios series on ABC would be. But she noted that right now Marvel's focus was on the Disney Plus shows. And that makes total sense. Right. So. But uh, I'm still I'm still of the mind that makes sense if you're going to try to bring a Netflix character or characters to the big screen. It makes sense that you can't say anything. Right. In perfect sense. Right. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, the way the way that those agreements are written is not. It wouldn't be out of bounds for them to say, hey, let's hold a spot in the possibility that maybe somewhere down the road we might want to do a movie that features this character, that character, this other character, that character, or maybe all of them together. Right? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's no rule against that. So, and I, knowing how successful each of those series were, on Netflix, I cannot see Marvel just completely turning their back on on all four, all, all five of those series. I, I, don't, not- I don't either, but I, I think they're going to redo it now that Feige has control of everything uh, that's going on any screen, be it big screen or small screen. Um, he, he may keep what's there. But I think he may also kind of relaunch well. And that's completely fine, too. I think people I think people like these characters enough that 
they they would just be happy to have more of them. You know, I don't think that they would be. I don't think that they would expect to get. You know, continuing stories are more of the same. Yeah, I think they just want to get more of these characters because people. T- I know my my dad loved the Netflix series, and I don't know how many times I explained to him over and over again that it, you know the the series didn't end because they weren't popular. You know, there was some other stuff going on behind the scenes, and I'm pretty sure that we'll see them again. Eventually, so right, yeah, we can see now. Uh, quickly before we hit our picks of the week, um, coming to us from the Pop Insider, our our fine friends over there, create your ultimate super army with Ops Smash Up Marvel. Um, following a partnership with Alderac Entertainment Group, owners of the card game franchise Smash Up. The Op. Um, the Op just unveiled its first licensed version of the fan-favorite shuffle-building game, Smash Up Marvel. Designed by Paul Peterson, Smash Up is a, game that, is a card game that lets players face off for virtual territory using self-built factions, a.k.a. fictional armies. In the original game, players could join archetypes like geeks, rock stars, kaiju, disco dancers, and more. But now in the Marvel version, they've got iconic heroes and villains at their disposal. Uh, the two examples they show in this article is uh, Captain Marvel, talent, move this character to another base, and all your other characters there gain plus one power until the end of the turn. Uh, and Red Skull, ongoing, when a character you control is destroyed, draw a card. Talent, destroy a character you control to draw a card. So... Okay. Um, Players will be able to build up their Marvel Comics dream teams and utilize character-specific powers and abilities to accomplish smash-ups objectives, strategically strategically build your faction, dominate bases, and control victory points. Conceptualized by both AEG and the Ops game design teams, each character's custom traits are in line with Marvel Comics and the Marvel Universe storyline. Characters include Captain Marvel, Red Skull, Spectrum. It's a name we haven't heard in a long time. Yeah. Arnium, Zola, and so many more. The op will release new characters every month on social media leading up to the game's release this fall. It's designed for, for players, two to, uh, two to four players ages 12 and up. It takes about an hour to play. The game's going to run about 35 bucks. All right. And it was... Um, Marissa DiBartolo, who who brought us this story. Sweet. Okay. So, what do you guys think? It sounds like a fun game. It does. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like it's a it's a fun game. You know, anytime I get to uh, team my, you know, put together my either uh, traditional Marvel team or put characters together that I think would be to make an awesome combination. And I get to cause some kind of havoc in the process. Why not? <laughs> true. Just saying. Very true. The, the why not? <laughs> so, um, how many big Marvel events have been birthed out of the words "why not"? Um, I, I, well, we know for sure that that's what happened with Bucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just say it. You know, why not? 
Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. Forgive the interruption. I believe this requires your attention. Here are the picks of the week. Well, it's not quite picks of the week because, well, there are no new books. Well, we are making picks, and we're making a different set this week from last week. Yes, we are. What are we doing? So we are technically, we are bringing you three picks from Marvel Unlimited. So uh, I started us off two years ago, or two years ago, two weeks ago. Woo! <laughs> I was about to say, your memory is a whole lot better than mine then. I know. I started us off two weeks ago. Eric started us off last week. Kylan, start us off this week. All right. Well, my pick is Master of Kung Fu, Bleeding Black, number one, uh, brought to us by Doug Minch, uh, is writer. Uh, the penciler is David Day. Inker is also David Day. And the letterer is Joe Rosen. The master of Kung Fu has been poisoned, and his only hope of survival is to track down the elixir vitae, his evil father's invention. Okay. Eric, you're up. My pick of this week is, uh, I can sum it up for you in one word, Taser Face. <laughs> so what? I so will what? never get tired of saying that. So what? Taser shoot out of your face or something? Well, you're closer to the truth than you might enjoy. Okay. This is, uh, my pick is actually Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 1, Number 1, from June of 1990. And let's see, it is also at the very end of the book, the first appearance of the comic book version of Taserface, who, um, well, let's just say <laughs> you get a good laugh out of Taserface in the movie. And uh, once you've seen that, you go look at the comic book version and you laugh even harder. OK, well, my pick for this week. Is Avengers number 89. This is part of um, the Kree Scroll War that is available for free right now on Marvel Unlimited. So even if you don't pay for Marvel Unlimited, you can read this one. This is one of their uh, iconic story arcs that they're they're pushing out there during this time of home confinement. Uh, it was written by Roy Thomas. Penciler was Sal Buscema. Anchor was Sam Granger, letterer Sam Rosen, editor Stanley. Um, the solicit for this is the greatest menace of all, Unleashed. We're talking about Annihilus, or Sinister, but are we talking about Annihilus or the Sinister Sentry or Captain Marvel? This one, uh, this one is action front to finish. Now, the little bit of trivia in this: the cover art is in homage to Mighty, Mighty Avengers number is in Mighty Avengers number nineteen. That cover is a tribute to this issue. And this begins the nine-part Kree Scroll War, because uh, this was released in 1971. So all this is part of what we saw a little bit in, in the Captain Marvel movie. Um, and this issue has been reprinted in comics and books many times. So, so yeah, I think some interesting picks. I, I, I like the, the first appearance of Taserface. Um, I, I like Kylan's pick that he went with. Um I, I think all wise choices. 
All fun the, choices for this week. That one was actually probably one of the first uh, uh, Shang-Chi books that I bought. Um, the awesome thing about that book is that it's almost like a graphic novel. It's, it says issue number one, but it's a self-contained story. So, and you know, for somebody who... You know, you may not know the character or anything. It's a really good story to read. You get kind of a really good understanding of who Shang Chi is from that one story. So, right. right. So, what do you? How do you guys feel about the picks this week? I'm good. I, I, I think they're all all good, solid picks. You know, it's a great way to. You're looking for something to read. You can kick back. You know, pick one of these. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yep. Yep. So, um, any final thoughts? No. No. Well, then, on that note, only one thing left to be said. Thursday, would please? All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. I should probably look into it once my encryption program finishes breaking into all of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s secure files.